What is going on, people? It has been a while since we have done one of these in this format. And what I'm going to chat about today is when life doesn't go your way, when bad things happen, when shit comes up, when things go south, when you're faced with a challenge that everyone is going to be, how do you deal with it? Or well, how do I deal with it? That's the main thing. I want to make this very clear as well before we start, because um, well, I'm going all over the place, okay? I'm not, I'm pretty nervous about doing this podcast because I don't, I literally just sit down in front of a mic and talk shit for 30 minutes and hope that it comes out okay. I have like three bullet points in front of me on a computer screen. If you're watching on my YouTube, you just see me staring at a computer right now. I'm not looking for camera. And that is literally, he says he's looking for camera. And that is literally it. So it's kind of like straight from the heart and it's kind of a bit like therapy for me. But you've got to let me know how you find this format of podcast. Um, I will do more of guests. I will do more like this. And one of the reasons that I'm doing this as well is because I've been completely disorganized this week. Haven't got a guest. Haven't recorded anything. Monday is come around the day that I release a podcast on. It's currently Monday right now. I'm like, fuck, I gotta get something up. And I get asked this all the time. I get asked, how do I deal with being injured? How do I deal with having so many surgeries, so many setbacks? How do I keep going? What do I do when life doesn't go my way? And it's probably the most, one of the most common questions I get asked. But before I delve into it, I just want to say that one, one of the reasons why I stopped doing the podcast stupidly originally is because I get this thing where I feel like people sometimes put me on a pedestal. Like people think I'm like so stoic or so motivated and disciplined and all this and like really mentally strong. And I just feel like a fucking imposter sometimes. Like I want to make it very clear that although I'm talking about things or talking about things that I've learned from books, I'm not always motivated. I'm not always disciplined. I'm not always mentally strong. Like I just want to make that very clear to people because I I don't want to portray something that I'm I'm not. I'm not some like stoic super disciplined person that's got his shit together and is fucking killing it all the time. So I want to make that very clear before I speak about this. This is purely a things that I've learned or the way that I think of things. And if I'm like all preachy, I don't want to, I don't want to sound all preachy and self-righteous. I don't want to be like, oh yeah, I'm doing this. I'm doing this. You should do what I do to better your life. This is literally just me talking shit about some things that I've learned along the way kind of like therapy to myself. It's, it's therapy for someone that doesn't get therapy. Like this is my therapy. I just talk to myself, listen to my voice <laughs> and some headphones and some people listen into it and get value to it. But yeah, drop me an Instagram message if you like this one. If you like this format, I will keep getting guests. Um, I will keep getting guests on, like I said, because I do really enjoy those. I want to get some like, give me suggestions for guests as well. I'm at most samples on Instagram. Um, I do, I do really enjoy in th those kind of podcasts, but at the minute, man, I just, I, d I don't know. I'm just trying shit. You know, I just don't know what I want to do, where I want to go with it. And uh, I'm just doing stuff that I enjoy. And podcasts are something that I feel like can be rewarding because when people message me, I actually saw someone this this weekend who used to babysit me, funnily enough. And he was like, um, he was like, ah, oh, the podcast has like really helped my son. And I was like, that is absolutely insane. Not to go to the ins and outs of it, ins and outs of it. But, um, but the fact that it's, impactful or my content can be impactful or something that anyone can do online can be impactful in a positive way is is like it's the only reason that i really keep doing it because it's like at the end of the day man like you might be listening to this and you're probably bored at this point come just talk to shit and haven't spoke about anything in the podcast title you you you're, you're, you might be you're probably gonna be listening to this on a walk doing like work whatever you're doing like driving and you gotta remember i'm just sat in a room by myself looking at a computer screen, talking to myself. It's like right now, just tr start talking to yourself. This is effectively what I'm doing. 
So it's it's very it can be very lowly. It can be very difficult to do. It's very hard because we do things because of dopamine and we do things because like we we see immediate feedback from them. But with this, it's it's something I feel like you have to do because you really want to do it. And if you can get feedback from it, like every bit of feedback is really good. Because like I said, there's no comments, uh, comment system on podcasts. Um, you can't really see likes. I don't really look into the analytics of things. So the only feedback that I do get is is via Instagram DMs. But yeah, I'm sat in a, my office podcast studio right now. Girlfriend is asleep after a night shift. Pro- probably like, Mo, shut the fuck up. Like I can hear you like while you're doing a podcast while trying to sleep. Um, and yeah, it, it, I just want to make that very clear. And all the whole imposter thing as well, man. But anyway, let's get into it. So... I'm pretty nervous about this one just because I'm literally chatting 30 minutes, no plan. But I feel like these are the most honest ones. I feel like it's straight from the heart and it's kind of like a bit of a real insight into... I, I hate I hate fake shit, man. I hate fake shit into, into the way that I think. But when life doesn't go your way... So I get asked all the time about how do I deal with being injured? How do I deal with constant health issues, surgeries? How do I deal when b- bad stuff happens to me? It's like people have it a lot worse than I do. It's the first thing to kind of understand that there's always going to be someone that has it a million times worse than than your situation. Like you're never going to be, it's very, oh well, it's, you're, you're never going to be the best at something. You're never going to have the worst situation. Like there's always going to be someone further, further along the spectrum from you. And it's kind of reassuring to know that if someone else has done it, then you can do it as well. If someone else doesn't have it as bad or has it, sorry, has it worse than you, then, um, you're able to get through it as well. And I just look at those people and kind of think that if if people have got it so much worse than me, like people are missing all their limbs, people that are dying of some horrible debilitating illness, like even if you're fucking dying, there's going to be someone that is dying worse than you. So <laughs> that's kind of what I, what I think of from there. It's kind of morbid, but from, from the outset, man. And yeah, in terms of I'll tell you a story. So in, in terms of injuries and things, like if you follow me on YouTube, on uh, on Instagram, you'll know about the issues I have in my health. And again, it's not the end of the world. It's, it's just normality for me. It's just like getting up in the morning. Go, like I have to wear, for example, a compression support on my leg every single day or I'll be basically disabled within probably a few days. Um, and putting that on, I just get up, put it on in the morning, do my shit. It's like you would, like putting on a pair of boxers or a pair of trousers. It's like, it's, it just becomes part of your normal daily routine. I'm sure it's the same for someone that's, let's say, paralyzed, like getting into their wheelchair is going to be the, exactly the same as you, for you as, as putting a pair of shoes on, for example. So it's like, it just becomes normality and we're, we're very malleable and able to adapt to things very, very well. But yeah, going back to it, I think I've had about seven surgeries now, um, seven or eight surgeries in total. And all this started because of issues that I had in my leg when I was around 12 years old. You've probably heard this story before if you follow me on anything for any period of time, because I don't shut up about it. Um, but long story short, I've got lymphedema and uh, it me- it's, it's meant that I've got like several pretty bad infections in my knee over time that have required surgery. Then most recently, I actually started the podcast before I had the surgery. I've had it now. Um, I'll give you an update in a sec. Most recently, I had lymph node transplant surgery. So where they took lymph nodes from my armpit and put them into my groin. Uh, and that's a bit of a weird one because I was I was still, all of the previous surgeries that I've had, I was still, I, I had to have it. Like I was in a bad place. Like I was risking losing my leg or getting very ill or like ill, so ill that I die kind of thing, like septicemia or blood poisoning. So I was like, I wasn't on death's door, but I felt like I was on death's door. You know, I 
did not feel okay. So like all of this, it's like breaking your leg. You know, you break your leg, you expect to get it in a plaster cast. But the most recent one that I had, plaster cast. <laughs> most recent one that I had, I can hear myself really well in these headphones. It's super trippy. Most recent, recent one that I had was, I was, I was okay, but I decided to, I chose to have this surgery. I chose to like mutilate myself to have this thing that I, I did need to get it, but it wasn't affecting me, my life yet. So that was a, so that was a, that was a pretty weird one for me. But yeah, man, long story short anyway, um, surgery's gone well. Most recent ones went well. I feel like this is all over the place. I'm not going to think into it too deeply. Going to fucking roll with it. <laughs> you, can you can hear me doubting myself. I'm like, oh no, the podcast is going to be shit. People aren't going to be listening. I haven't even talked about the title yet. Uh, but that's what you do when you've got a plan. Just go chill out and kind of try to enjoy it. But anyway, um, yeah, surgery went pretty well. They grafted uh, some lymph nodes from my armpit into my groin. Um, which is like this crazy, pretty, pretty new surgery that's, uh, they don't offer, I think it's like a handful of surgeons in the world that does it. The, the person that did it to me was the person that actually pioneered the procedure. So I was incredibly lucky on that front. Um, and it's been about seven weeks now, eight weeks since I've had that surgery. I'm just starting to regain normality um, and get back into the swing of things. Um, I won't know if it's been successful for six to 12 months. Uh, I, I'm, I hope for the best, but I expect the worst. So I, I, I know how it is with these things. It's not a simple surgery. My case is incredibly complicated. It's a rare experimental surgery. So I don't actually know how it's going to go, or what's going to happen. And the surgeon's very optimistic. Like she's an absolute legend. Her name's Dr. Becker um, in Paris. Like she's just, just she's so eccentric and different. Like, you, like I'll see her for a consultation and she'll like give me a hug and like give me a kiss and both cheeks. It's so, so funny. It's so different. But, um, but yeah, I won't know how it's done for six to 12 months. If it's even done, done anything. I have had some swelling after the surgery as well around my, my back. So the biggest concern was it giving me the condition that I have in my, that affects my leg quite badly, like elsewhere in my body. But I don't think it's made things made things much worse. So in terms of the surgery itself, we just got to weigh it out and uh, see what happens, and then go from there, really, man. But obviously, I've had the last seven, eight weeks not really doing much, which is mentally tough. Like it's it's difficult not doing anything at all, um, not being able to train. And as someone that hasn't got a stable job, so my job is social media. Uh, I coach online. I, I coach people. I help, help train people, which is directly related to my Instagram and YouTube and how well that does. Um, I get paid from sponsorships from social media as well. But when that doesn't do as well, I don't do as well. So I don't have that security like a, like a normal job in the sense that if stuff isn't popping, if the algorithms decided to fuck me, which it has recently, <laughs> I've been shadow banned like an absolute treat. Um, then it, it can get very stressful and it can be can be very difficult. But anyway, I'll shut, shut the fuck up and go back to the point. So when life doesn't go away, how do I deal with being injured? How do I deal with constant surgeries, health issues? How do you deal when, when how what, what, what's like a little insight into my mentality when bad stuff happens to you? So I, I wasn't always like, I, I feel like it's trials and tribulations. So the first thing to realize is it's the bad shit that makes you stronger. It's like you can learn lessons from it and you can take a bad situation and make it into something good. I believe that you're always met with a choice. Like whenever something happens to you that's negative, whenever something happens to you that's bad, your response will determine the outcome of that thing. So I've, I've said this before, I swear, like I'm very preachy about this, but the worst thing in the world could happen to you. Like you just think of the worst possible thing. Like you could lose, lose everyone that you've loved. Um, you, you, like you could lose your, I don't know, your sight, your legs, 
and it's going to be shit and you don't have to be happy about it. But ultimately, something good can come out of it. I can guarantee that something good will come out of that situation if you let it. And it's just kind of having a bigger picture and realizing that although it seems shit now, if this shit thing wasn't, wasn't, didn't happen, then good things down the line won't happen. The opportunities, the things that you have, like me, for example, man, like with the, we can look at the leg stuff. This is just one snippet in time. Like the, the all the issues that I've had with my leg have 100% made me the person I am today in terms of confidence, in terms of what I'm doing, in terms of motivation, in terms of drive, in terms of social media. Like if I didn't have leg problems, I would not have a social media account. I probably work a very normal mundane job. I probably wouldn't be so driven to do well. I probably wouldn't uh, be, I would not be sat here at all. So it's like that bad thing, that thing that sh has shaped my entirety of my life has ultimately ended up being something good. And the fact that you're listening to my podcast right now might be a good thing or might be a bad thing, but that has only happened because of the issues that I've had with my leg that seemingly when I got them was was the end of a world. Like I remember being diagnosed with the condition that I had and told there's nothing you can do when I was about, I think I was about 10 years old. I just fucking cried, man. Like I just cried my eyes out. Like I felt like every dream that I'd ever had have been shattered. Like there were several things that I wanted to do when I was younger. Um, obviously, when you're a kid, you want to do a load of different things. But the three main things that I was always interested in were number one is the military. Number two, I wouldn't be able to pass a medical. Uh, absolutely no way. So that was out of the question. Number two was medicine. I was really interested in medicine. Uh, I wouldn't be able to do the long hours on my feet because of the condition of my leg. So that was out of the question as well. And then the third thing that I wanted to do that I thought I could do, but then it turned out I couldn't do it, was um, was working on film and like, like basically filming like underwater David Attenborough, Blue Planet type stuff. So I went down that path because that was the only thing that I kind of had left to do that I enjoyed, that I found interest in. So my plan was, was to go to university, study marine biology. And then when I was studying marine biology on my time off, what I would do is I would do film work. So I'd go up to London, I'd work on big films, I've worked on The Mummy of Tom Cruise in, um, I've done The Crown, which is like a couple of Netflix Netflix series. Um, I've done a bit of Aquaman as well, which is pretty cool, Aquaman 2. I've done lots of different things when I was at uni uh, in the term time off. So I'd work really hard throughout the semester, is that, is that what you call it? Um, through the semester. And then in the holidays, I would go and work in London and get experience on film. And then I, as well as well as that, I'd do commercial scallop diving. So I was doing all these things with this like one goal of going into underwater cinematography or underwater filmmaking. And when I started doing the film work at uni, so I'd got into uni, I'd passed all my exams, I'd got into the best, I think it's the best university in Europe for marine biology, which is Plymouth. It's okay. I think it's good for dentistry and marine biology. It's like, if you hear Plymouth, you're like, ah, if you're from the UK, it's like, it's nothing special. But the uni is very good, very good for the marine, marine sciences. So I got into that, worked super hard, absolutely smashed it. And I was like, yes, finally going towards my, my dreams, finally going towards my goals, gonna, gonna, gonna be this thing, gonna finally get my life somewhere. And I remember the first big film job that I did, um, it was actually a series by Kurt Sutter who did Sons of Anarchy called The Bastard Executioner. My friend, I managed to get involved in it. My friend got me involved and I begged him, I begged him, begged him. And in the summer days after, in my, I think it's my first year at uni, I finally, I finally managed to get my first film job. Went to the film set. It was crazy. I drove up to, it was like um, somewhere in Cardiff, like a big film studio. So I can't remember the name. It was like, Dragon Studios or something. I don't know. Something cliche and Welsh. And uh, went up there, really excited for my first day on like a proper, proper film set, like the smell of the sets and like the, it's just, just massive, man. You can't, I just can't begin to explain it, like how big a film set is where they've just 
built like a some crazy mountainside or some crazy cave system or something. It's like absolutely nuts. Did a day's work really, 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 really hard, like a long 12, 14 hour day, which is normally a film. Got back to go to bed and my leg was just absolutely fucked. Like it had, because of the condition that I have in my leg, it swells up. And it has swollen up so much I could barely get my shoe on, um, my, my shoe on or off. My sock was like cutting into my leg. It was just like an, a tree trunk. And that was from one day's work. And again, looked at my leg, had a little mental breakdown, a little cry. That's probably like 18 at this point, 18, 19. I don't know. So there you go. Like you think I'm just all stuck about things. Whenever I'm not on Instagram, I'm just like <laughs> cry about everything. Um, nah, I'm, I'm normally all right. Like I don't, I'm not really a crier. But yeah, that just got to me. That just fucking got to me, man. And like at that moment, I just felt like every dream that I had had just been smashed to pieces because I was like, I literally can't work in film. Like I'm going to be disabled within if I do this for a few years. And then I just felt like I had no options. I felt like I had nothing left at all. And I was like, you know what? Maybe we can, maybe if I'm doing, because the reason I wanted to do the underwater cinematography stuff, the diving stuff was because the only thing that's good for my leg is being in the sea or the water or diving. So I've spent a lot of time like surfing and swimming as a child, which has like kept the condition like really, really well managed. And I was like, yeah, okay. Like if we can just get through a few years of this without getting completely handicapped, then we can go find a way into diving and uh, and then we'll just we'll just take it as it comes. So I kept, kept going, kept doing it, um, kept moving forwards. And then I also got some jobs doing commercial scallop diving as well. So I was like, okay, I've always got that option there as well. Just basically kept trying things to, to give me more and more options and more, more possible like paths I could go down. And then, and then just kind of, kind of went along, went along with it. Obviously it wasn't good for my health. It wasn't, it wasn't great. And I accepted that I wouldn't be able to work on film properly, but I just kept kind of going through the motions and just doing something, not nothing. I think that's a massive one to take away um, for a lot of people, myself included as well. It's like, you, it's very easy just to quit and just to think what you're doing isn't doing anything and just to think what you're doing is shit. But you never know how close you are to succeeding, to success. There's a really good quote from um, Chris Williamson. I can't remember it, but it's like the little... It's it's like the little the the image of the of the gold miner, you know. You might have seen like the the picture going around social media where there's two guys digging for gold and one guy's like a few inches away from striking gold and the other guy is also a few inches away from striking gold, but one of them turns around and doesn't get anything. The other guy breaks through and gets all the gold and he's already dug all this way, but he didn't know how close he was to succeeding. All he had to do was keep going. So I feel like just going through the motions and continuing regardless is a really really big one so i did that um kept on doing the kept on doing the film work uh, albeit like very difficultly and going to uni and then at the same time i started to make the the stuff on youtube and the the videos that i was doing and the the bits on youtube and started to get a sponsorship and like started to start to actually gain some followers online and that's kind of what propelled me into doing social media and I only did that, this is the whole purpose of this whole story. And I only did that because of my leg. Like the only reason I started to make YouTube videos like I have been and started to make posts on Instagram and started to share my journey is because at about 18 years old, 17, 18 years old, I got an infection in my knee that hospitalized me and I was down to like 60 kilograms. So I'm 92 kilograms at the minute. I think it's about 60 kilograms, just over 60 kilograms. So I lost 30. I didn't lose 30 kilos of body weight. Um, I, I was 30 kilos lighter then than I am now. And I was in a very bad way, man. Like I was losing all muscle, atrophy to fuck, wasn't really eating properly, couldn't walk, couldn't leave bed. 
And, uh, and then I started documenting the journey coming back from that. And that's what threw me down this whole path of social media and doing, doing the shit that I'm doing right now. And it's like, at the time, when I was told that I was going to hospital and I needed surgery, having never had surgery, having like a, a fear or a phobia of hospitals, it was, it was like someone telling me that I was going to die. Like, I was literally convinced that I was going to die. Like, I used to be a massive hypochondriac as well, like scared of like dying. And I used to, <laughs> again, wake up in the night crying when I was like four or five years old because I thought I was going to, I was like dying of cancer. I had some horrible disease that was going to like slowly killing me. So I used to be like, a, yeah, massive hypochondriac. But that thing, that that wor the worst day of my life at that point, when I was told I have to have surgery and I have this infection, they don't know what it is, and like I'm, they don't know how long you're in hospital for. Like all of this came out of that thing, you know. All of that came out of me training, like me placing first in a physique show, me meeting all the people that I'm friends with now. Like everything set that ball into motion and set me on that path. And it's like I wish I could have told myself that, like my old self, that it's that horrible thing that has given you some of the best memories of your life has given you some of the best opportunities has put you where you are now and like put you on this completely different path it is that one thing that has done that but obviously i didn't know and it's like oh, why i wanted to make this podcast was well, it's, it's, it's only through going through those trials and tribulations that you actually that you, that you actually learn learn that is the case and it's only experience and pain and suffering that can teach that if that makes sense so this is the most long drawn out way of answering this question man i could literally like well, i'm doing a whole podcast on what to do when life doesn't go your way or what do i do so that's that's the first thing like just realizing that the shit that the shit that you go through the bad things that happen along the way like there's always going to be bad things like no one lives a perfect life without any any, any kind of mental or physical battles but it's it's that shit that puts you on a path and the path that you go on is there's probably going to be a lot of good in it man there's going to be bad that is going to be good as well and the, these seemingly minute minuscule events are what shape the outcome of your life for the better if you let it and that's the most important thing it's like if you let it i could have just rolled over and fucking died like when i got ill like really really ill when i was like 18 like i said i could have just uh lay in bed all day playing video games smoking weed and yes i've done that in my life um, but I could have just done that and not gone to the gym, not trained, like not done anything, not used it as motivation. Going, this is where you're, where I met with a choice. It's like the choice is either to roll over and die and let the negative situation win or kind of take control of your destiny and fate and turn into something great. It's like you're met with those two options across road at every fucking step of the way. And it's like, yeah, I could have just done nothing. I could have just laid there, but no, instead I... I was watching people in YouTube in hospital. Um, I used to watch a guy called Sean Thompson TV before he lost his shit. I think he went took loads of magic mushrooms. <laughs> Just like lost his shit. He was like one of Jim Shark's first athletes, I think. Absolute goat. I used to watch his stuff. Um, and uh, he like inspired me to start making YouTube videos for all the wrong reasons, admittedly. Because I used to watch his videos and be like, I used to really like his stuff. Um, but I used to watch his videos and be like, his physique is shit. If I was... I think this is one of the reasons he quit. I was like, if if I um if I actually trained, I reckon I'd look way better than him. Then I could have all these sponsorships and like all this like social notoriety and be smashing it online. I'm gonna do this easy. So that was kind of one of the reasons that I started as well. It's not some like stoic like, oh yeah, man, I wanted to come back and uh, yeah, you know what I mean. So I, 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 one of the reasons that I was inspired to start doing the YouTube stuff was because of the leg, but it's also because of that kind of like egotistical thing. 
But <laughs> I can't remember what I was fucking saying now. Um, I just fucked up his podcast because I stopped the camera. I was like, ah, oh, we'll just cut it. We'll just do a little cut and completely lost my train of thought. Completely lost my flow. So this is my first one. Okay, please forgive me. This is in the, I could have just cut this and not mentioned anything, but in the, in the, in the something of honesty, what's it called? There's a word, it's like a saying in the, you know what I'm trying to say anyway, but yeah, back to it. Back to it. Bad things going to happen, man. And uh, I, I won't drag this out. I just quite try and keep this as short and sweet as possible and just, yeah, go on. But bad things are going to happen. And every time you have two choices, like you can do, you can do two things. You can either roll over and die, let the situation win, let this horrible thing win, or you can like get something good from it. And it doesn't take a lot of strength to make that choice. Like it, you don't have to be built different. You don't have to be some fucking super stoic being. All you have to do is just be aware of the fact that you have a choice to make. And it's like the majority of people, the path of least resistance in any negative situation is going to be the one that involves doing absolutely fucking nothing. It's why the majority of people, for example, when they have knee surgery, will never gain full mobility in their leg back ever again. Because people are lazy, because people are fucking, they want the easy option, they want the thing that doesn't involve pain, that doesn't involve effort, that doesn't involve suffering. So no choice is the most easiest choice to make. But it's like the the old saying that goes, easy easy choice, tough life. I want to, what is it? Right, I'm going to have to Google this right now. I'm not going to screw this up. Easy life, tough. Hard choices, hard choices, easy life. Easy choices, hard life. That's what it comes down to at the end of the day. Like making the decision to do something that isn't necessarily easy, whatever it is, for the greater good. And that's kind of the main thing that if you take anything away from this podcast or anything away from the mentality or the things that I've learned over the last few years, it's like there's always only two choices and they are a choice that you've always got to make. It's like, again, a version ascension that I have tattooed on me, probably the, the favorite tattoo that I have. It's like you have two choices. Aversion is you can make, take the path of least resistance. You can do the thing that's easy in the now, the thing that's going to avoid the situation, avoid, avoid the pain, avoid the suffering, avoid the hard work. But then ultimately you're going to pay for it later. Or you can do ascension, which is do the difficult thing now, do the thing that's hard, do the thing that's painful, do the thing that requires blood, sweat and tears, and then reap the rewards of it later in time. Like every every situation like that is ultimately what it is man and also with, with with stuff that you're going through with these battles like realize that the more times you do something the more times you respond in a certain way to a behavior the more times you make a conscious choice towards something the easier that choice is going to be the more likely you're going to make that choice i think from a, a neurological point of view what happens is when we do something so let's say for example i make this podcast every monday every time i make this podcast what happens is that i'll get more myelin going around my neurons myelin is like this insulative layer that wraps around your neurons you can tell i'm reading a book about this uh, myelin is this insulated layer that wraps around your neurons and basically increases the um the speed of the the neural impulses and helps make neurological circuits and helps like reinforce these pathways the more times we do something the more myelin gets wrapped around your neurons which means the more likely we're able or the, the easier we're able to do that thing or the more auto, auto, automatically we're able to do that thing as well so for example in the case of me doing a podcast if i do it 
every single Monday or every single day, I'm going to build up a lot of myelin around those associated circuits, which means that I'm going to do it automatically. Same thing with fucking choices, man. Same thing with going to the gym. Same thing with being someone that works hard versus being someone that makes the, the, the shitty choice. The more times you make that easier choice, the, the more times you choose that path of least resistance, you're going to build up those neurological circuits that are going to make you do that or make you more likely to make that choice again and again and again. So by doing, making the easy choice, you're digging the hole deeper. You're putting yourself further and further and further down from that rabbit hole, further from success, further away from what you want to do, where you want to be. And it's like by making the hard choice, you're going to be actively reinforcing those pathways that make you someone that does the things uh, that doesn't do the things that are instant gratification, but does the things that are going to pay off long term, the long term investment, the, the things that aren't necessarily easy. So yeah, just just that, that having that kind of mindset or having that knowledge, this is why I'm so for reading books and like so for like learning, expanding your knowledge, having that knowledge that the more times you choose to do something, the more times you do a behavior the more times you're likely to repeat that behavior again, be it good or bad, having that knowledge is a superpower. It's like if I've had 10 surgeries and every time I've fucking been like, bro, let's get in the gym, let's smash it, let's go, let's motivate some people, let's come back, let's show people that doesn't matter what hand you're dealt, you're going to absolutely fucking kill it and use this to come back, this horrible thing to come back bigger and stronger and better than ever before. If I did, I'm more likely to do that again versus if I went, oh no, my leg hurts and I've lost loads of muscle, I'm going to feel sorry for myself, wank in bed and cry all day. If I'd done that 10 times previously, I'm much more likely to do that again. So you're effectively creating your own self-fulfilling prophecy, be it good or bad, by the choice that you make in the now. So bro, when life doesn't go your way, uh, when you're injured, when I'm injured, I just think like about that choice. I have two options. I have two things that I can do. And which which choice am I going to make? Aversion? or ascension? Am I going to be a victim or a victor? Am I going to be someone that's a victim of their circumstances and lets the circumstances win? Or I'm going to be someone that uses the, that the plays the hand that I've been dealt and makes something great from it. Literally, the the, the choice is yours, man. And, and we, we always have a choice. Like you'll never, you never don't have a choice. Like we are responsible for our own destiny. And it's just about realizing that, I think. It's just about realizing that you have a lot more control over your life than you think. Where you currently are right now, where I currently am right now, is just merely a combination of the the choices that I've made on that path, like again and again and again and again and again and again. Like, sure, I'm not where I want to be. Um, you're probably not where you want to be if you listen to this, unless you're some spiritually enlightened being who's absolutely smashed every aspect of life. But you can just continue to expand your knowledge and grow and just be more mindful of those those choices that you make, man. And yeah, the the whole leg, the the whole surgery thing, the whole um, deal with being injured when life doesn't go your way, it's just about using that negative thing and turning it into something positive, turning it into something that makes you stronger, turning it into something that's um, that's that that's gonna that's gonna ultimately be, be be something good. Nothing grows in the comfort zone. That's one of the most cliche but true sayings. And it's the same with with negative, horrible things. Like you have this circumstance that comes up. You have this horrible event, this horrible thing that happens, um, be it to you or someone else. And out of that thing comes strength. Like out of that thing comes something better if you let it. And it's only through these tests, through these things that push us outside of our comfort zone, through these trials and tribulations, 
that we're actually able to improve and get better. You should be grateful. Like this is kind of taking it a bit too far, but you should be somewhat grateful for the tests that you have and the shit that happens. If you're someone that's listening to this and you're something really bad has happened to you, like, and it sounds fucking horrible. Yeah, you're allowed to be upset about it. Like you're allowed to be hurt by it. You're allowed to be in pain and like you're not, you're not always going to be strong, but kind of realize as well that this is what makes you grow. Like this shit is what separates the men from the boys. This shit is what will ultimately something good will come out of it if you let it. Like like I said, the only reason that I'm sat here right now making this podcast is because of the surgeries and the leg problems that I have. Like you, you wouldn't have never even heard of me or, or be here. Or I would just be on a completely different life path if I didn't have the issues that I had with my leg. And it's just about trusting the process, going with it and realizing that we always have a choice, man. Like we always have a choice. That's pretty much everything I want to go over. I'll kind of leave it at that. But yeah, let me know. Let me know if you enjoyed it. Um, let me know if you like this style of podcast. It's pretty weird getting back into it because uh, I'm just literally talking to myself. And it's, it's hard. It's, it's a challenge to talk without any kind of plan. I've got in front of me, I've actually got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven bullet points, which are how do you deal with being injured, constant health issues? How do I deal with bad stuff that happens to me? And I've got bad things going to happen. You only have have two choices, be an example to others or you can be a burden. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it, man. But anyway, I hope you enjoyed that sweet, short but sweet one. Let me know if you enjoyed it. Uh, drop me a DM on Instagram. Let me know if you like this or you prefer the kind of like me having a conversation a bit more casual with other people and uh, I will listen to your comments. But anyway, people, peace out. I love it to bits. If you want to support me, um, there is a VQ sale on right now. So Vanquish having like an 8% off sale. VQfit.com forward slash Mo is the tracking link that you can use for to give me affiliate commission. It gives me like a percentage of the sale, which is absolutely rad. Um, and again, uh, huge supplements as well. If you want to get some subs, they are coming to the UK soon, um, but they're American brand, really, really good, efficacious, properly dosed supplements, huge supplements, code Mo on that as well. Anyway, people, peace out. I love it to bits. Stay strong, fucking smash it aversion ascension and just remember like you have a choice like the outcome of your life whatever you go through whatever happens like you want to be that shoulder to cry on you want to be someone who's strong you want to be an example for others be stoic and realize that you can inspire others and you have the ability to help other people out and improve their life through the way that you deal with situations and uh, your destiny is in your control basically peace out love to bits thank you good night